The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. First thing is up is to call to order the special meeting of the Labor Village City Council. Call in order. I'm so sorry. I'm going to get it together in two seconds. Okay, roll call, please. Thank you. Roll call, Mayor Garrett. Here. Uh, Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Councilmember Jennings. Here. Councilmember Kinez. Here. Councilmember Miller. Madam Mayor, you have a floor. Thank you. Um, and I invite everyone that's in the audience and here to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge allegiance to the, to the flag of the United States of America, America and, and to the republic, republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. As a, um, before we approve the agenda, I would take a motion to um, excuse both um, Air Pro Tim Cantor and Councilwoman Miller. Second. Yeah, motion. Oh. I thought I heard you say. Um, I said, okay. I take a motion. Uh, all right. Um, move to excuse the absence of Ma uh, Mayor Pro Tim Cantor and Councilmember uh, Miller. Second. It's been moved and seconded. And motion off. to. Oh, go ahead. I'm trying to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, roll call, please. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Now I would take a motion for the approval of the agenda. A motion to approve the agenda. Second. It's been moved and second. Uh, is there any discussion around it? Hearing none, roll call, please. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Motion carried. And I invite the public um, to speak on any items that's on the agenda for this evening. And speakers are limited to three minutes only. Is there anyone that would like to speak tonight? Well, there's no one else in the other. Is there anyone online that wanted to speak? no hands raised at this point. Okay. So then we'll start with the action request for consideration for approval. It's the city administrator search uh, update and discussion. All right. As uh, as you are all well aware, uh, we are without a permanent city administrator and uh, Ms. Joyce Parker is here um, from MML to walk us through the candidates that have submitted their applications and uh, provide her insight and recommendation on how to proceed. So with that, I'll let Ms. Parker take it away. Okay, thank you. Uh, good evening to uh, members of the uh, city council and members of the staff that are here as well as the public. Um, this evening, what I'd like to do is talk about um, the qualification summary, which is attached to the packet that was sent out. In addition to that, um, I put together potential candidates to be considered as semifinalists for the position. So on the agenda, number one, related to the qualification summary, um, there's a kind of a spreadsheet that provides information regarding uh, each of the candidates that, in terms of um, applications that we receive. We received 17 applications for the position. And what I did was review each one of the resumes based on the um, requirements established by the city council. And then once evaluating the resumes, uh, the second step in the process was to actually interview those candidates that appeared to meet all or um, most of your requirements for the position to get better insight 
related to uh, the cannabis attributes and those other areas that we discussed in our last meeting. So for example, on the candidate qualification summary, for example, number one, um, the candidate has a bachelor's degree, which was required, but in addition to the bachelor's degree, if the candidate had other experience that might uh, compensate for not having a degree, that was also considered as well based on our discussion. Um, another requirement was related to a master's degree, um, five years experience as either um, a city manager, township manager, or city administrator, or serving as an assistant. So as part of the evaluation, that was one of the areas of consideration. In, a, in addition to that, um, senior department heads that work for municipalities was also considered as, as part of that review process. And then other areas required related to community and economic development, uh, human resources, labor relations, budget and finance, uh, experience with grants, uh, experience in the area of public works and uh, information technology. So each one of the candidates was evaluated based on that criteria. Um, so with that, again, for example, candidate number one did meet the requirement related to the bachelor degree. The candidate had a bachelor of arts degree, but did not have any of the other requirements without with the exception of HR and labor relations. The other um, information included on the spreadsheet is um, notes associated with various um, acronyms. So for example, BA is a Bachelor of Arts degree, BS, Bachelor of Science, MA, Master of Arts, MS, Master of Science, JD, JD Juris Doctorate. WD is withdrew from consideration. I had two of the candidates withdraw from consideration before bringing this information to you. Um, the IT is information technology and PW public works. And then there's a couple of areas on the spreadsheet that um, is designated for BG, which is like background um, review. And in, in that instance, there were a couple of candidates that were not considered primarily because of information related to a preliminary background check or reference check. Oh. Any questions or comments related to the candidate qualification spreadsheet? You actually answered one of my questions. The BG, I, was, I wasn't sure what that was. <laughs> okay. I was like, well, they have all the qualifications except IT, so why aren't they on the list? So thank you for <laughs> okay. answering that question ahead of time. You're welcome. I don't know if you, what was Com Ed? Oh, Community, community and Economic Development. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, if there's no questions related to the um, qualification summary, um, closer to the back of the packet is uh, a memorandum related to potential semifinalists for the city administrator position. And in this particular report, you know, I pretty much summarized the number of resumes as 17 and um, there were seven candidates were from outside of Michigan. And then I talk about the process again, basically uh, evaluating the resumes, um, interviewing various candidates related to the requirements for the position. And then as part of that process, um, recommending a short list of candidates for 
consideration for interviews. And there's four on this list. And generally, um, as part of the process, I might have anywhere between six and eight or 10 candidates that really meet the requirements. And then from there, pair the number down to about five. But with this particular search, um, because you had two candidates withdraw from the process, uh, they were potentially good candidates and that narrowed the scope even further. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention. Question, Ms. Parker. So can you speak to some, so the people who do have all of the qualifications, but they're not in the memorandum, so like they're just a no on IT, was, was there a reason you didn't include them? Can you speak to that? Um, it, they were not included uh, primarily uh, because of information that came back either through uh, the preliminary background check, the reference check, or social media check that we do. Okay. And certainly, I should share with you that, you know, this is primarily my recommendation. However, if um, members of the council would like to interview other candidates, you're certainly, the decision is really yours. Right. Yeah, so you okay. can certainly do that if you'd like to do that. No, thank you. Thank and you, you mean by, if we, like, see see someone on here or we know someone outside uh, on this list okay yes uh, also so did you only you did a phone interview you didn't do a zoom correct uh, or you did in some cases i did a, a zoom interview okay uh, i did um, a telephone interview was there a reason some of the individuals um, how much information I was able to obtain before the interview related to the candidate and the timing of the interview. Okay. So I guess I'm curious. So what information did you need for the Zoom besides like their, uh, and this is, I'm asking for them, like what, what did you need besides their email, I guess, to do the Zoom? What did I need in order yeah, to do in order to complete a Zoom meeting with the in, the interviewer or interviewee? I mean, it's, I'm not following your question. Why were some of them interviewed by, by phone Zoom? And some yeah, of you them said you Zoom. needed some yeah. missing information. Right. Part of it mm -hmm. was actually interviewing a candidate beforehand, and the interview was done by Zoom. And, and, and in one case, it was a while ago, it was actually done by Skype. So okay. basically, I had previous knowledge related to the candidate. Okay. Thank you. Because they were involved in another search. In another search, exactly. yes. So there's one that's on who was involved in another search. Okay. I'm you can keep going. Okay. Thank you. So um, candidate number... Three, I was just going to go through the summary and related to the candidates. Okay. Okay. Uh, the candidate number three has a Bachelor of Science degree in economics from Western Michigan University, a Master of Science degree in public administration from Central Michigan University, and a Master of Business Administration degree in organizational leadership from the University of Michigan, Flint, and Ann Arbor. Uh, as far as employment history, the candidate was recently employed in a township in Michigan with a population of 2,400 as a township manager for 18 months. And then just based on my um, interview process with the candidate, I, was, I asked questions about the short tenure in the position and was told that the candidate had some concerns regarding ethics and the community and the governing body and as a result decided not to, to continue. Okay. okay, and then prior to this position, uh, the candidate was employed in the private sector for three years as a legal specialist, a project manager for a housing agency in Michigan for two years, worked in two school districts and in public sector organizations for seven years and a transportation agency for a city in Michigan for five years. And then 
in the packet of information provided, the candidate did provide information related to um, experience in information technology. So, and, and I should just reference if that information was not included in their packet, more than likely they got the no. And if the information was included or it was, uh, it was part of our discussion, then I, I would show that as a yes. Okay. Okay. And then in terms of comments, um, again, the candidate has 15 years experience in public positions. Um, some of the strengths, the candidate has a strong network, has a background and experience in financial management and is considered a consensus builder, has a background in transportation management, and the candidate is interested in Lathrop Village because of its historical community and it's an attractive community to live and work. And then um, the candidate indicated uh, a good working relationship with um, trustees in the community where the candidate worked. The candidate worked well with the staff and supported the staff in terms of professional development and also worked to improve staff um, and worked as part of the team. Uh, last salary for the position was $85,000. Uh, the candidate also received a car allowance and a cell phone stipend. Uh, can any questions? So when it says experience in financial management, is this specific to um, doing a budget? Yes. For um, a municipality? Yes, actually um, having responsibility for putting together a budget for a municipality okay. at the department head level. Okay. okay. Thank you. So how did you determine if they were actually experienced in IT? Um, yeah, based on the information that they shared. Um, so, you know, certainly I did not consider just experience like as a department head, as an IT person, as a department head, but having some experience with um, the office suites, uh, Word, all of those other Okay. applications related to office. Right. Um, in, in this particular candidate's uh, case, the candidate has experience with um, the AS400, which is um, kind of a major piece of hardware in the uh, public sector. Okay. So that was a consideration. Um, if they had experience like with website design or maintenance of a website, you know, that was another area of reference. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, candidate numbers seven has a Bachelor of Science degree in criminal justice from Concordia University, a Master of Science degree in public policy, leadership and management from Humphrey School and a master's degree in public administration from Barack College. Uh, the candidate also has a certificate of human resources management from the University of Minnesota. In terms of uh, work experience, uh, the candidate is currently self-employed as a CEO of a private sector company for two years. Uh, the candidate provides services for court proceedings in Nevada and California. And prior to the current position, the candidate worked in another private sector firm for five years in government management and project consulting in North Carolina. Uh, the candidate also worked in county government as a department director in research and policy for three years and a management and budget administrator for one year in Virginia. Um, in terms of interview comments, um, again, the candidate provides stenographer services on a consulting basis. 
the candidate is interested in the position because the community is stable and positioned for growth. Uh, strengths, skills, and abilities include being very organized, able to multitask. The candidate is considered a servant leader, is an advocate for professional development, and offers opportunities for staff to participate in areas to allow for growth. And the candidate also is able to implement policy and meet expectations related to projects. Uh, in terms of population um, in the county and city where the candidate was previously employed, um, population was 400,000 at the county level and 100,000 at the city level. Uh, last salary in local government was $85,000. So this one, this candidate does not um, does not live in Michigan. That's correct. The candidate lives in Minnesota. Minnesota. So they're willing to relocate. Mm -hmm. So what about their? So they're currently self-employed as a CEO. Would they? Would you talk to them any about that? As if sort of that continue on or. Well, yeah, I, I did ask questions about like the relocation into the city and the candidate indicated um, relocation would occur and thought it was important to live in the city. Um, based on the discussion, I was not of the impression that they'll continue to do that. I think because of the background working at the county level, it was a skill that, um, the candidate relied upon in order to do the consulting, but it was not something that that I'm thinking would continue if they were in this position. Okay. And so for um, it's five years working in government, not per se as a city manager. Or That's city. correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, so the uh, this person was a budget administrator for one year. Is there any more budget experience you know outside of the one year? The um, candidate's experience for the one year was as part of um, working for a city as part of a urban fellow program, okay. but also have experience as a direct director of a department with budgets. Okay. But this person never prepared a actual budget for the city, for a city. For a new department. Just for the department, not for that for department, the... but not for the entire, excuse me, not for the entire city. Okay. Okay. Um, candidate number eight has a Bachelor of Arts degree in political science from Hope College and a Master of Arts degree in Urban and Regional Planning from the University of Florida. Um, the candidate is currently employed as an Assistant Director of Community Services and Economic Development in Michigan for seven years and was previously employed as a Senior Planner, Public Works Program Coordinator and Intern in various positions in Florida for the same organizations for five years. In terms of interview comments, um, the candidate has worked in local government for a total of 12 years in cities with a population of 125,000 and 22,000. Um, the candidate is interested in the position, 
because it is a viable step with professional goals established by the candidate and it closely matches the candidate's skill set. Uh, the candidate grew up in the Lansing Detroit corridor and is familiar with the community. Uh, and then in terms of strengths, skills, and abilities, includes being visible and establishing a relationship with the community. The candidate has a strength in community engagement, is change-oriented, and is not afraid of change and doing things outside of the box. Uh, the candidate has experience working in large and smaller communities and is very involved with uh, the city council and staff um, at the planning commission level. Uh, the candidate attends all city council meetings, has an excellent relationship with the council and staff and uh, in terms of salary, uh, is at $87,000. So this person also lives outside of Michigan right now. So they work um, in Michigan. Pardon me? Doesn't say they work in Michigan? No, that doesn't. So yeah. Currently yeah. yeah. in Michigan for seven years. Yeah, this candidate is in oh. Michigan. Yeah. They did have various positions in Florida. Yeah. And, is yeah, that like, what you probably saw? Probably so. Mm -hmm. Where is it? Oh, right here. Okay. I'm sorry. I apologize. Can you speak on the remarks about the budget? Did you guys talk any about budget? I'm sure since you checked it off. Just one second here. In the um, candidate's position as uh, an assistant director, um, the candidate had experience or has experience working with the department head with the development of the budget. But this so candidate has, has not served as um, a senior director. Okay. He's at an assistant position. So he assisted with the um, preparation of a budget. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Do you have any more information on what a citizen academy might be? Um, when discussing the, the academy with the candidate, it, it appeared to me that it was uh, a program that was offered to uh, various residents in the community, as well as um, members of boards and commissions. And it, the candidate was involved with the development, the initial development of the academy and has participated in each one of the um, academies for the past five years. Maybe they'll be able to go in depth during the interview process. Yes. Because it did sound pretty interesting to me. So yeah, the candidate was pretty um, committed to the program and very excited about it and very proud of the work that has been done. Okay. Sounds like including residents. Sounds yes. like a good thing. And the candidate mentioned uh, with the uh, the academies, uh, the size range from I think he's seventeen to twenty five participants for each one. So what was his experience? Did you, did you talk about any about the public works at all? Uh, the candidate mentioned 
as part of uh, the interview, just in terms of the budget responsible in the candidates area, it's at 3.1 million. And then there was also um, a capital improvement plan in place. And it has been in place for like six years and that's part of their process. Okay. So he was managing that program. That, that part of the budget and that pro, that capital improvement program. And then um, just as another reference on your question about public works, um, when the candidate worked in Florida, uh, the candidate had several positions within the same organization. And one of those positions was with the public works department. Okay, uh, candidate number 11 has a Bachelor of Science degree in sociology from Grand Valley State University and a Master of Public Administration degree from Central Michigan University. Uh, the candidate is currently employed as a village administrator and clerk in a community in Michigan with a population of 1,200 and the candidate has been there for four years. Uh, previously, the candidate was employed in a community in Michigan with a population of 4,500 as assistant to the city administrator, economic development director for three years. Uh, the candidate was also employed in previous positions as a project manager and in the communications profession for more than 10 years. Um, the candidate is interested in the city administrator position because of an opportunity for professional growth and it would allow the candidate to work in a larger community. Um, the candidate is familiar with the village and believes it is an excellent opportunity. Uh, some of the candidate's strengths, skills and abilities include knowledge regarding the city, has excellent communication skills, is able to participate and embrace change and gets along well with others. And the candidate indicated uh, a good working relationship with uh, the council and the staff in the candidate's current position. Uh, current salary is $90,000 with an anticipated increase in July. found this one interesting because we can we can cut we can do two administrator and clerk in one person is that really what she's doing in her present job Pardon she's doing both administrator yeah, and clerk doing both oh yes mm -hmm. and that's you know that's not un, unusual for small communities where you might wear more than one hat yes they've explained that to me yeah, that does work. Now, in a community our size, would that be something to consider? Or are we considered too big to do something like that? Well, I think um, it might require evaluating uh, the duties and responsibilities and the complexity of doing both. Well, Certainly, the yeah, yeah, the charter would be okay. another consideration. Any questions? So did, did any of them say what, you didn't ask what they were seeking in salary, right? You didn't ask that question. No, I did not. Not yet. Okay. Oh, that's, oh, I'm sorry. 
Go ahead. The one that would be out of town, does the city provide moving expenses? For an out, out of town candidate? Mm -hmm. Generally, as part of your negotiation, um, if you select an out of town candidate um, or even one within Michigan, but there's relocation necessary, generally that's part of your negotiation process. Okay. Yeah, well, that's um, move to the review dates or what's the uh, next steps? The next step. So um, the next step is to decide if you would like to interview the four candidates or if you'd like to look at including other candidates as part of the process. Uh, once you determine that who you want to interview, I can reach out to the candidates and work with the city to uh, schedule uh, the interviews. Once the, the candidates accept the interview, uh, their information then will be forwarded on to the city uh, as well as a reference report that's, that's in more detail related to um, uh, their information that they've provided. So some of the things I would need from the city council is to look at dates, times, the process for the interviews, who you would like to interview as well. And I think another consideration is whether you want to have any type of um, community meet and greet or uh, some type of a reception as part of the process. Both after or that's during the interview or before, or would that be after we cut it down to like two or no? Well, I, I think it really depends on uh, how you would like to proceed because it is your process. So, you know, one way you could do it is um, to have a reception where uh, the community can come in and meet all of the candidates at the same time, okay. or you could narrow it down to maybe your finalist and then have the community come in to, just to meet that person. But I think it depends on what you're comfortable with as far as the process. And what we've normally done is we um, have the, the meet and greet for all of them. And then we go into the interview. Okay. Uh, question for you. So uh, candidate 10, is there, is uh, there a possibility that we could get like the summary of them? Because they have the, the same track record as candidate eight. eight. Yeah. I'm just, Curious to I have see. the same thing. Yeah, I'm just curious to see what they were about since they have pretty much all of the qualifications. Just to see if we're missing out on a, a gym. And as okay. long as it doesn't have a BG by it, right? Yeah, unfortunately. Well, she did say there were more, there were more more to it than BG, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, in, in this particular uh candidate's case, um, and it wasn't referenced on my report, but uh, there was some issues related to the candidate's background. Uh, as far as uh, working as a, like a, a city manager, the candidate was fairly strong, but something occurred. I'm not quite sure of all of the details. Um, however, because of that, I was reluctant to add them to the list. Um, I can certainly do that if, you know, if you'd like to extend an invitation. The candidate does have um, city management experience, uh, but there was something with the city um, where personal information, their belongings um, wasn't transmitted to them right away. It had something to do with the contract. And as a result, there, there was some pending litigation. Okay. From the city to the candidate. Yes. Okay. And I had an asterisk by 10 as well and 14. Um, that, that's why it's about 10. 
Yeah, and I put one by 14. I see a lot of yeses, only two noes, but just curious. Um, with candidate number 14, uh, the candidate did not meet the um, five-year threshold that, you, that, that was required as far as experience level and local government. Did they come close? No. Mm -hmm. um, well, let's see here. about maybe 13 months as um, a town administrator. Is that current or that was a past? Excuse me? They're currently 13 months as a town administrator. Are they still a town administrator no, or is that a past job? A past position. Thank you. And uh, on the uh, resume, the, the candidate had indicated um, they're currently in some sabbatical. Ooh. Yeah, so there wasn't a lot of local government experience. Okay. Not to meet that five years. Um, so for candidate 14, is there a way possibly, maybe you could like hold back their information for us, like, in case we wanted to possibly consider them for like something else. Um, I think you be very careful with someone that only has 13 months as administrator, because then we're still gonna be depending on Pam for putting the budget preparation together. And from our charter, if I'm not mistaken, it is the city manager's position to do the budget, not Pam's. And we already, we went through someone who was just getting their feet oh, wet no, as. I'm not considering them as the city manager. I'm saying like, can we like keep their resume to see if they oh, offer something, something else, else oh. to the city, if they can offer something else. You mean for else. the city? If there's another yeah, position. If, they, if there was something else possibly. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we could certainly reach out to the candidate if you had another position where you might have an interest and find out if the candidate is interested and then get back with you. We could do that. Okay. Yeah. But you can't you can't share the resume with us. No, okay. not at this okay. time. Okay, well yeah. never mind then, because I don't want you to yeah. get their hopes up. <laughs> okay. But yeah, you know, that was the concern. And then the other concern was the short tenure um, in those communities where the candidate worked in local government, it was very short. Okay. Well, I think that the um, getting the dates together for the next one would be the meeting greet. Well, not meeting greet, extending them to come in the for the four. interviews. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so what I would I could do is um, we could look at scheduling maybe the meet and greet um, either the evening before the interviews and then have the interviews the very next day or if there's enough time and it would be difficult I think to do them both in one day yeah days. so maybe have the uh, meeting greet in the evening prior to the interviews so that the candidates can meet the community and so what we have to do is um, basically send out a uh doodle poll because we want to do that in the next couple of weeks correct if you want send out a poll uh, or i mean uh, since we're it's only three of us here oh, i don't okay. feel comfortable in, in doing the to dates. doing that okay. so just have um uh doodle polls sent out to figure out the date so what's your timeline 
as in do you want this to be done in the next couple of weeks or yes okay you know what would really be helpful is to try and um, schedule the meet and greet and the interviews maybe no more than maybe two two weeks out from now if possible and the concern is is that candidates are interviewing in other areas and the scope, the number of candidates have decreased at this point because of withdrawals. Mayor, if I may, uh, that would put you at two weeks out, uh, would put you the week of May 23rd through 27th. Uh, you, you all are meeting as a body on the 23rd uh, to begin your discussions on the ethics ordinance. Um, however, um, you have no, there's no other meetings um, that week, either uh, council or planning commission wise. So um, the 24th, Tuesday, the 24th, the 25th, or the 26th would be the ideal date. Um, that particular week, is, um, I can't at all. Because we also did you ever hear back from um, Oakland County exec about the coffee hour on the 26th? No, I have not received official confirmation. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. <clears throat> they did. Um, they were waiting to get the check. So they are. Oh, we are going to 26th. That. They are on the calendar to do that. Okay. Correct. Sorry about that. So, I was just going to say, what about a Saturday? Does that work for you? Sorry. Well, that'd be well, I'm just thinking that's going to be Memorial Weekend, won't it? Oh, that's yeah, right. It is. Okay. Well, maybe after the holiday then. You potentially knew that ethics. Were you available for the ethics ordinance? Yeah, I have that. Yeah, maybe yeah why don't we just. This is a bit more pressing. Move the ethics. Know. I think that we, that would have to be something we all discuss. So I know that uh, Mayor Pro Tem has been pushing that, pushing that. And so I would prefer to kind of ask. Send it out to him and ask them. I send it out to everyone if they're okay with moving the ethics. I'm indifferent. I'll, I'll mark it as a possible. possible. Yep. Amazing. We'll do the ethics that Saturday. <laughs> so then going into the next week, which will be uh, the Monday, that would seem like that would be a little bit hard too because that'll be the week. Well, whatever. I just thought about it. That's going to be Memorial Day that Monday. I don't. I was thinking about people on vacations, but including the candidates. So, um, you can always do it on the thirty-first. Yeah, I was looking at that. So the thirty-first, the yeah. Consideration, I say consideration, and say because we're going to still send these out. Yes, it is the day after Memorial yeah. weekend. It's the thirty first. It's the Tuesday after though. Oh, and then also um, even maybe June first. Okay. So that that would mean we need to start interviews June second. You you want to do it the the right the day like after this the next right. day because if you have somebody that's coming from out of town, especially you don't want them to have to come back twice. So yeah, it would be like the 31st and the first or the first and the second, which I can't do the second. So are we giving up on the 23rd and 24th then as a possibility? I can't do it on 23rd and 24th. Well, about that it would be two days. Right, so uh, okay. So even if you gave up the ethics, switch the ethics, you still need another day right. for that. So we need to read part of it. And you said no for that any portion of the room except me, the 24th, 25th, those days went. Nope. Okay. Unless we will. So you can't do the second of June? Yes, I can move Susie, something around. Yes, I can do any of them. Okay. 
case I don't respond to your doodle poll. Okay. <laughs> so you know. Thanks, Barb. <laughs> June 1st and June 2nd. June 7th, June 8th. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, the next week is wide open. That's based off of me, though. Well, that Monday, we have a study session. Yes. And one need a break from the ball. <laughs> <laughs> what could we do? Maybe a Wednesday and Thursday? Eighth and ninth. Yes. Well, you can put that on the doodle poll. So we're talking a month away to yeah, start I, interviews? I know what it, it is what it is, but that can, that's that kind of concerning. Well, yeah, it's Well, what you know, once we know what the date is, I can get with the cannabis. But again, you know, you you, you may run that risk, and that's just the way it is, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about next week? Is next week too early? Probably, if okay. if you're going to do a reception, yeah. because you'll have to um, send out time. invitations and give uh, your residents an opportunity to get it on their schedule. So you probably do need at least a couple of weeks. Well, hopefully we can do. June 1st and June 2nd, I think that sounds the most reasonable. Oh, let me put something in there right now. I just thought, mm -hmm. about, I just thought about it. That's the date I'm putting hold right <laughs> Because that way, the one candidate can book their plane ticket and it won't be super expensive so. think. Yeah, which which brings me to another question as far as uh, travel expenses if there are expenses um are you willing to pay for like airfare or mileage or hotel accommodation if, if for example like a person out of state might have to stay overnight someone local may be able to drive and it would not be as expensive. Could you give us an idea of how many are gonna need travel expenses? Uh, what I've uh, noticed with most of the searches, if they're in Michigan, in most cases, they do not bill you for travel. But if they're coming from like Minnesota, they may want to be reimbursed for their travel expenses and the hotel accommodation. Pam? We've done it before, if I'm not mistaken. I was going to say the last time we did this, we had two people that we put up okay. in a hotel. Sounds like that would be a yes. I don't know about the. I don't know if we did the airfare because we they drove, right? right. <laughs> we did have one person, but we did that by um, Zoom. It wasn't Zoom. It was something like Zoom. It was um, Skype. Skype. Yes. Skype. Yep. potentially yeah, a we, lot like do, where, what are the locations besides minnesota so. uh, the other locations are here in michigan okay. yeah you only have one person from out of state and you know part of what i'll do um to really finalize this list is do the more detailed reference review and if there's anything that comes up that we're not aware of we will be in contact with the city before we actually um get everything ready for the, you know, for the interview process. That's part of the review process to check references. Okay. So we'll send the, um, those two dates out. Um, and then you're going to give us sample questions for the interview. Yes, I'll, I'll send uh, sample questions for your review. And what I would ask is that the uh, city council review the questions, make whatever changes, adjustments you'd like to make, and then we can get them finalized for the interview. Okay. Now, during the meeting group, is there uh, some kind of structure to it? Uh, usually 
or is it just a free-for-all? Like the last um, reception in Lathrop Village, and I thought it went really well, by the way. I think the mayor made some opening comments and then um, each one of the candidates um, were introduced and they were allowed uh, a time, I think it was like five minutes to talk about themselves and their interest in the position so that the community would have a sense of what it is that is attractive for them related to the to Lathrop Village. And then after everyone did their presentation, it was really one where they mingled with the community. Now, you know, if you want something more structured, we could certainly take a look at that. If you want to see some, some type of different outcome as part of the process. But that was the way it was done the last time. That sounds good. Actually, the last two times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Any other questions? Nope. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, you're quite uh, welcome. I have a question, actually, yes. about your reception. I'm, pr I'm presuming this is in the evening. Mm -hmm. uh, what times would you like to look at and for how long? I, just, um, I wrote down. This is just for me to block it for myself. I put um, like six to eight. Mm -hmm. Would it be in the community room? Yes. Yes. And are you talking Tuesday and Wednesday? Monday. Oh. Yeah. One day unless yeah. The interviews day. are here. So but don't, the, the greet, meet and greet is downstairs. Correct. And that's what I was going to say. We got to make sure the room isn't booked. Oh, yeah. Then we can. Or Wednesday it Okay, I just want to make sure I had that minor detail. I think that that's what I mean. I personally think okay. that's a decent time. Okay. Okay. Anything else for us? Uh, no, I think we covered everything on my agenda. Okay. Thank you for taking the time to meet with me. Thank I'll you, Joyce. You're very, very welcome. Um, we um, will open it up again for uh, public comment. And public is limited to three, three limits. That's what it says on here. But three oh. minutes. <laughs> Clearly, I was having some. Uh... But this one says minutes on this one. Oh no, that's no, um, that's just these are different. Um, and then I think we have a couple of. Uh, I can also read a couple of uh, public comments that we received. I think we received some. Check for whatever reason, Zoom didn't want to participate today on our public comment computer. So I'll, let me go check the other. Yeah. <clears throat> Is there anyone? I don't see anyone that's raising their hand right now. No one? No, ma'am. Okay. Anyone in the audience want to uh, speak? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so for public comment, we received something on Thursday, May 5th from Glenford uh, Stevens. And it was the city trees on the sidewalk has damaged the concrete. As a resident, I cannot cut those trees. I don't think. It is fair for me to pay for the construction of the cement slabs because there's nothing I can do with the roots of those trees. The city should be responsible for that. And we submitted their address. Um, I thought we had two. Did you have the one about the dirt road? I don't see one. For the, oh, here's another one. May 3rd. Um, from Danielle Wise Hurt. Uh, we have very deep potholes on our side street, which is sunset. The holes are reoccurring and getting worse each year. The leveling truck smooths out the road, but due to rain and traffic, the potholes are back the next day. 
This is creating a nuisance and wear and tear on our vehicles and back. We are asking for the dirt roads to be paved. And I, oh. um, May 2nd, I think I did this one. I did this one because we were in a meeting about the clear cut on Millshire. Yes. Yeah, okay, so we did that one already. I think that is all that we have there. And then um, I'm assuming everybody got one of these. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is to the Lathrop Village City Council. At the last city council meeting, there was a discussion about cleaning up a few islands in the city. While I believe all should be cleared of thick invasive brush, I have connections to the Somerset, Blackstone, Wilshire Island. My family lives very near the island and every time we arrive or leave the neighborhood and every time we look out our windows, we are forced to see this eyesore. We agree with our neighbor, Andrea, who wrote the letter last week. We do not wish to see it completely cleared out. However, we wish to see it significantly cleaned up with new grass added. There is also potential for beautiful non-invasive plants and trees to be added to the privacy our neighbors love. This island is not only an eyesore, but also foreseeable hazard for drivers as it is very difficult to see around the thick bush. Additionally, there are not enough yield or stop signs around the island to prevent these dangers. And I do not want a car accident to end up in my front yard while we are outside playing with our children. The thick tangled brush will only continue to grow as I have identified at least three highly invasive plant species, staghorn somac, red mangrove, and weeping while uh, weeping for Santhias is not technically invasive, it will take root wherever a branch touches the ground. Eventually, the island will be completely overgrown with these plants and others I have yet to identify. Council mentioned that the residents in this area generally keep up this island and keep it clean. We are happy to do so. However, the plants are so intensely overgrown and tangled that it's impossible to retrieve the endless amount of trash that is building up within. Also within this thick web of tiny branches are many species of vermin. While we love to see bunnies, the island also attracts skunks and rats, both of which we have seen recently. Rats can make their way into our homes. Thick coverage like this also attracts coyotes, which seem to be a growing problem in Lathrop. There are beautiful, healthy trees and other non-invasive plants on the island that we wish to keep. We request the city get rid of the dead trees and invasive plant species and turn the island into a grassy park like Councilwoman Kinez mentioned last week with the potential to add extra plants for a bit of privacy. We wish to see it turn into something very similar to Dorothy Warren Park on Morningside and Rainbow Drive, which has beautiful trees, plants, and picnic tables to enjoy time there. We wish to see our island become an area that our neighbors can meet and spend time getting to know one another and truly enjoy Lathrop Village community that we came here for. Thank you for your time, and we hope you take our request into consideration. Residents of Somerset, Blackstone, and Wilshire. Any other comments? Do you know of none? Mayor and Council comments? I have none for the evening. I just had a just two questions. Oh, and one was the triangle. So that will that will be discussed when we have it at our next. Council meeting, are we going to discuss what we're doing with these triangles and things? Will that be on the agenda? Or? I believe uh, we said we were going to look into uh, the maintenance efforts of Correct. that. I don't know if we'll be ready for the next council meeting. Okay. I'll have to go back and look at my other notes because this is not the last meeting note. So I'll have to go. And have any of these had a, a cut yet? Do we know? Has anybody been out to cut any of them? So the I'm not we haven't started anybody any to count. I haven't I, I haven't asked anyone to cut this yet. I know DPW was out last week cutting uh the cut city hall. So oh, they are know. starting to cut then. They are starting to cut. Okay. So I don't know if they've made it to these areas or not. And then just to follow up on the Joan Price generator, did we ever find out if her neighbor got the generator? Uh, approval for it or what happened with that one we still need to go down into the basement and get it all of our cba records are in the basement so um, we'll get back on on track with looking through those those files then and one last comment i did finally see our basement and it's horrible mm -hmm. and it's dirty uh-huh do we have anybody 
taking care of it? What goes on down there? It's filthy. Well, nothing's been going on down there for the Do duration we, of COVID. Um, so I, it does need some TLC. It does. Have we considered bringing in like a huge crew in just to do a big overhaul? And I, I can we talk about that? It's a mess. And it's space. I, I don't disagree. I, I, I think we need to really sit down as a staff and figure out what needs to, what can go. We do, we are, you know, governed by record retention laws. So we have to see what can be thrown away or just rather destroyed. Um, I, I think that's probably step one before we consider hiring someone else. I know the, the police would like to see that reconfigured anyways um, to suit their needs. And I think that that, I, personally, I think that's a far better use of the space than cleaning it out for, I, I don't know, more programming, you know what I'm saying? So um, we have some, searching if you will Staff but in the meantime that. it could be cleaned I, I could see a cleaning company coming in there and look it's dirty it's awful I, I... thank you anything else uh, no comments all right well then I would take a motion for adjournment motion to adjourn Second. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I forgot I'm the only one here. <laughs> We're adjourned. Thank you.